Anapanasati Sutta, then teaching it through these particular um, checkpoints, these particular structural analysis. I think it's important to see it not as simple temporal sequence, you know, this, then that, then this, then that, but as a kind of, as a weave uh, that, um, you know, we, the home base, if you like, is the body, the breath. And then around that, the feelings, particular um, sensations, and then the feeling which arises from them. The feeling is different from the sensation. Feeling is the particular pleasure, pain, painful, agreeable, disagreeable, mental um, resonance with the, that follow that occurs with the sensation. So that where one is interested, excited, repelled, or feels a bit neutral. This so the feeling base, um, and, and then the, the mind base, which is more to do with the mood, if you like, the mindset. Now these kind of operate around this, um, around all experiences. You know, any experience involves all this, and it's generally washing and flowing but then you use the anapanasati as a kind of like a pillar of the breath, a post that you begin to see as a central point and then just keep referring everything to this to to, to recognize those patterns, stabilize those patterns, to purify those patterns from, um, from delusions and intolerances and um, raggedness of various kinds to heal the mind. to free the mind from impurities. <clears throat> There's four foundations. Uh, the fourth foundation is the very patterns that the mind, uh, that can be registered in the mind, this, this, as psychology, if you like. Mm. There is, then, these four foundations. <clears throat> uh, one of the the pattern in them that can that, that occurs through through practice is the called the seven factors of enlightenment. So this particular, if you like, is kind of gradually registering and recognizing this spiritual psychology of, of, of the patterns, the the the, or the the factors, the functions of the heart that lead to liberation, and then. Gradually discerning these, recognizing these. These are things. These these factors are things that are that are employed um, in in practice. We may be un, be unable to articulate them 
the important thing is not to start just you know forming concepts about them but to be able to to uh, register what is happening in practice and then find out just by referring to some of these factors what seems to be lacking you know what is strong what is weak and then to to um, incline towards strengthening and balancing the factors the seven factors of enlightenment uh, it's mindfulness of satisankata which is mindfulness of in the conditioned realm um, this is a full aware attention to phenomena mindfulness is um, itself is, is a instigated thing you know, there's the awareness if you like is an, is an, is a normal um, element of mind it's a substance of mind is awareness you know, we, we, we are aware we receive things the substance of jitta is this kind of affective receptivity um, but it gets very passive even though it can be highly agitated it's rather like uh, water you know you can thrash water around and it's certainly got a lot of activity in it for that that activity has come passively you see because we've been you've been slapping the water or kicking it or stomping it and the water all churned up but actually the water is not active it's it's just passively being beaten into shape this may give you oh, <laughs> a metaphor for the mind because <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, in a high Im- impact experience of life then you know it seems like you're doing lots of things actually lots of things are being are being stirred through you and so what happens is the awareness is very is actually very passive you get a passive awareness it's, it's just like you know being pummeled um so there's plenty of sensations plenty of things going on it's not as if one is unoccupied but but um it's it's Perhaps one of the reasons why we come on retreat is to actually get off the ropes, if you like. <laughs> you know, we're going to stand up and maybe you take a few swings ourselves. <laughs> so, in a sense, actually being able to actively engage to decide, you know, where I'm going to put my mind, what I want to bring up, you know. And the fact that that's a possibility, one doesn't just have to experience mind as. as you know, I, I just, it's something that's just kind of beaten around or, or, or hunted. So uh, it takes time, doesn't it? The process of just being somewhere where it's settled down and the, one can kind of start breathing and <coughs> feel breathing, you know, more than just physically but emotionally. If you like, feel yourself being able to take fresh air, you know, let go, relax, be inspired, lift up, breathe in, both physically and psychologically, emotionally. And then, you know, when, when one is a little healthier, then, you know, then what are we going to do? You know, there's an ability to, to, to come forward, to engage, so that mindfulness is the, is the, is the, the engagement of awareness onto a condition rather than just being helplessly pummeled by them. Dhamma Vijaya is the second, which is investigation of things as Dhamma. 
the 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 way things are. So this is um, I mean this is the kind of activity that mindfulness can undertake. This is Dhamma Vijaya means knowing rupa as rupa, form as form, feeling as feeling, mind as mind. It's that ability to see things in their own light, you know, to see body in body. Um, When a thing is seeing, seen as itself, or experienced as itself, we say we experience it as a dhamma. It means just as the way it is. The thingness of a thing, the suchness of a thing is its dhamma, the wetness of water, the brightness of light, the darkness, you know, the warmth of heat. That's its dhamma, that's its essential quality. So the rupa of rupa, the form of form. Um, not what we feel about it, not what we think about it, not what, how we react to it, but the form of it. It's like this, it's this big, it's this small, it's this shape. Um, so this requires a particular kind of um, engaged attention because we may habitually be biased just towards re- receiving the perception of a form. Right? Is it beautiful, is it ugly, is it sweet, is it sour? And then, you know, the feeling that arises from it. So in just training oneself to receive the form of a form, and in this we use something neutral like, like the body, our own body. You know, receiving the body as a body, in itself, not as a visual impression, but just as the experience of what I call these particular kinds of um, modalities, um, extension sense of size, sense of sh- a, a sense of massiveness, um, a sense of um, warmth, calorricity, or coolness, a sense of vibrancy, pressures, pushes, forces, a sense of things being stuck together, bound together, and this, just experiencing it like this. So you'd be able to actually hold the mind into that particular way. And um, this requires um, the third factor of enlightenment is virya, energy, which means not a kind of the quality of energy is its sustaining. Energy is a sustaining experience. It's not just the power experience. It's not a uh, struggle and effort experience. Energy is a is a, uh, like a fruit experience. It means that there is that kind of quality of, of sustaining. A sustain, an ability to sustain is what energy is about. So to, then, of course, sustaining this, these particular frames of reference, sustaining these particular practices. Um, so this is the way it's engaged. And from this, then we start to, you get the other aspect of the enlightenment factors, which is what, if you like, one receives, and the first thing one receives is pity, which is this sense of uh, rapture, which means one is enthused. You can see it if you look at it, say, just psychologically, we, we are enthused. Um, in terms of emotion, we may be inspired or, th- or thrilled. In terms of feeling, we may be um, slightly shivery or tearful or, um, you know, sort of emotionally charged up. So pity can cover any of these. It can be feeling 
okay this is good this is interesting it's used it can be something a little more like you know heartful or it can be like you're feeling inspired i want to do this this is you know like there's that emotional side or it can be something to do with just a tingling um quality of the heart then when it becomes very sensitive or or um you know there's a, there's a sort of um, resonance there <clears throat> so this is the kind of stuff that starts to come back when we when we have made this for a more conscious and persistent engagement the mind starts to ring starts to shine and ring and then the next quality is pasadi which is the ability to ease So this is not a you know flopping out which is dissociation disengagement is actually engaging with and then actually being able to to adjust that engagement to something where it's just like resting you know? and um, in the process of of samadhi then the the, the two actors active agents of vitaka vichara is kind of pointing fixing the mind which we can see is done through mindfulness is done in order to invent to to hold things in a particular way and the vichara which is you know sustaining and the 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 impression moving around it reporting on it the form is this big the feeling is like this this is warmth this is cold this is all vichara and so those are quite um you know their their engagement experiences then what comes back is first of all pity this sense of of uh, enthusiasm the rapture and then pasadi which is seen as uh, the quality of sukha or ease so these are called the the factors of the first jhana and then the mind then as these factors are assemble and settle into proper proportion there is a sense of oneness there's not a sense of as this super points out you start off kind of being on the outside of it watching the breath holding it feeling it how's this and then you start to the mind itself begins to change through the experience of, of rapture um, uh, as we know when we are when enthusiasm inspiration when these things become strong in us then the mind changes its nature it's not a kind of on looking objective thing it's flowing with something you're in a flow <coughs> the very quality of what we are seems to be, be bonded to that object seems to be part of that object we're flowing along with our activity um, just like a painter you know when when the pity starts then they then actually they are the painting or the dance or the music whatever they're into or the athlete you know just completely with the flow of the of the of the running or the swimming and they're not standing back from it and yet there is a kind of an awareness that's still able to just adjust and sensitize and push and sustain within that Pasadi tranquilizing calming which um, <clears throat> as it develops becomes something whereby the very the functions of of vitaka vichara themselves are eased so it's 
when the mind, when, the quality, when there's the quality of rapture, and that begins to come into to unifying the mind, pulling one into what one's doing, exciting one into what one's doing, you know, energizing one into what one's doing, there's less need to actually keep holding. You don't have to keep kind of doing, what's that, what's that, that, that action of Vitaka, the fixing, the pointing is no longer requ- so required. It's rather like, um, you know, you take uh, a, a baby, a toddler, and they're still quite weak, so perhaps you have to first of all hold them up to get them to walk, and you hold them under the arms, around the, around the body, and then they walk along, and they're kind of tottering, and you hold them. And so this is, you know, quite a strong vitaka there, holding it. And then maybe after a while, you realize you don't have to put so much effort in. You can just kind of be right there with them. And then after a while, maybe just one hand behind the back. And then after a while, you just let them feel that you're there, you know, touching in case they feel they're going to fall over. So you're not actually holding them anymore, but you're just creating that impression to give a sense of, confidence and you're ready to catch it if it goes so in this this is when you have vichara there's still that sensitive receiving but the vitaka diminishes as the as the child gets stronger and healthier and more confident then you don't need to keep kind of lifting it up and toting it along as it were so the the way that the, the quality of calming becomes possible once um, you know the, the the mind has bonded, has settled into its object, so the first quality of calming is that the vitaka begins to ease up, ease up, ease up. And in practice, it's rather like you, you ease a little bit, and oops, maybe it could be too much. Then you come back, you're holding it, feeling it, then you relax a bit, and oops gone off and come back. So it's that, you know, it's a, it's a gradual process. It's not, pick the kid up, there you go. <laughs> Keep going and thing. Nor is it dragging it around, you know. Uh, you know, it's some sort of responsive experience. The next factor of enlightenment is... Um, Samadhi, which is this oneness, unity of mind and heart. And Upeka, the onlooking equanimity, which um, one of the uh, moods, if you like, of insight is Upeka equanimity. But it's an engaged equanimity. You know, in other words, you know, one is really looking with a sense of, you know, clearly looking without any aims or ambitions, but to look, to be, to be aware, to feel, regarding engaged equanimity. Nipanasati is something that um, gives us a, um, an exercise to, to, to work these, to bring these to life. Obviously, mindfulness 
um, you know, you're familiar with this term, mindfulness is to the fore, it's the instigator, it's the, the thing that um, is the, the supreme of all of them. It always, it's always there. Um, and the ability to actually, for the mind to move from a sort of passive uh, state to, to an active state. When I say mind, I mean awareness. One is conscious, you know, aware in a in a focused and a focusing and a and a active way. And the rest of it is the the kind of activities of that awareness, and then um, feeling out the activity, the qualities that arise within it. It also, um, it's good to remember these because uh, when one is fo- uh, focusing on a meditation object, and particularly see this sort of, when you see these 16 things, the, what the mind tends to do is to think, well, do that and then that and then that and then that and then that. And you get into that kind of way of thinking. We're still among it stage one. I've been at stage one for the last six days or we're not going to get to stage 14. And, you know, that, cause that, because the words always are written in that linear way as this comes before that. But actually, just dealing with stage one is all you have to do. Um, dealing with the, that, that experience properly and fully and letting yourself come into that and fill it out and then begin to, to enjoy it. So this is um, a, a particular reflection, the enjoyment capacity of the practice um, is important to, to acknowledge. You can't, you should, one can't, well there's no graduation, there's no moving through this, through this structure without enjoyment. What I mean by enjoyment is not that it's, it's, it's having, a, having a whoopee kind of time, but the ability to fully appreciate and be contented and rest so that you know you, you can actually turn a particular thing around and regard it, admire it, see the beauty of it, feed it out, fully taste it, fully you know, go into it completely, like one breath. That one breath is not, not something that you've got to find so you can get to the next stage, but it's one breath is something that you... You, you, that you allow to unfold within you as, as something that has beauty to it, something that has calm to it, something that has energy in it, something that it, where there's mindfulness with it, and you, you savor these these um, this experience, the beauty of the breath. And that's very calming. And that's where this quality of rapture is is an um, important thing to 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 recognise, get in touch with. Rapture, as I said, can be first of all just sense of interest, sense of that kind of um, this is good, this is good, this is worth doing, and then it may come up even giving rise to particular subtle. Um, sensations, rushes, sort of um, 
just as if one were were um, suddenly taken by a, uh, something very you know a beautiful a beautiful sight, and you might actually feel your system sort of feel this, this rush going through it. Then naturally, this bends the mind open into appreciation and enjoyment. So with that, then there can be the quality of enjoying leads towards a sense of ease, or sukha, calming. And because one enjoys, because one is one is held by ease, and so that the quality of holding the breath is not required, it stands up on its own. This is why there's, it's impossible to to go through this sequence with your head or from some idea. You, you know, or from something being what you should be. You can't make it go any faster than it will. You can't. There's no such thing as, as progress in this way. It's like, as I said, it's like walking down into the ocean. You can't command the ocean to be deeper. You can't beg it to lift you up. As you walk down into it, you, you know, it will lift you up. And then, it, then it, it gradually, you move into it, and then you begin to feel the currents, and you go with the flow, the flow of that. We're making the most of one breath is, first of all, is to use it for to to use it for purposes of the mindfulness and investigation and energy and then begin to experience the sense of some quality of pity with it. This is why it's good to you know begin to be more specific you know to get to be specific with the breath. Yeah. It's work but then as one as one's mind becomes healthier, then work is what we need to do. It's like an exercise. You need to do it to get healthier. You need to do some work. And the work here is quite a simple work, but it means holding your attention within the framework of, of rupa, rather than going off into the feelings or the thoughts or the success or the failure. You know. So we could say, how long is the, the long breath? This means receiving the breath is to first of all to be aware of it is to receive it. Yeah. So receiving is not a passive state. This is different. This is receiving is a, co- a conscious receiving. It's not. Um, so when we receive something properly, we're there with it and we, we take it. So receiving your body, receiving your breath. This is, if you like, the first way in which we get into the, the jitta, the awareness experience, and then engaging that receptivity with the body, engaging it with the breath. First establishment of mindfulness. Mm-hmm. Investigation, Dhamma means how long is this? Uh, can you make the focus large? A large focus, a general large focus. And 
So that perhaps even just the question, are you breathing? Of course I'm breathing. How do you know that you're breathing? Can you can you feel? So this isn't just a theoretical question, it's just to put your mind at that the largest experience, the largest focus of the breath. Um, for most people this will probably bring them into awareness of most of the, the torso or aspects of the of the of the torso of the body, the abdomen, the chest, perhaps the movement around the, the upper chest as the as the breath moves through the body. And then take it to a, to the to the smallest focal point that is to try to reduce your focusing as you get as the as the mind as your focus becomes a little more supple and in it and and uh, some of the clinker and the rust gets brushed off it by you know having a, a conscious focus then see now you can reduce it bring it right down to a very small focus the short breath for many people this will probably be something like the passage of air or even a particular point in that passage, the nostrils, the throat, one particular point is that where, where you can actually make the, the focal point very small so that it's short now, the breath is now a very short, tiny, pointed, one point experience and you can go big, short, big and short this is exercising that the, the focusing power like any kind of exercise, if you do it right, you don't strain, you don't rip your muscles, you, they gradually warm and there's energy. So you get virya. So virya is not effort, it's energy. And so one has to exercise with some sense of systematic knowing how to rest. You find a large focus, more restful, go back to that resting and then, you know, till, till the strength builds up. The whole body the whole breath body or the whole body that we can experience within this um, context of breath which means the, we can see the large, the small breath, the, 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 the one point, the, the smallest focal point, the small, small point of the breath occurring within a larger sphere so just as if one were, say, um, maybe turning a pot, turning a clay on a, on a potter's wheel. And so you have this lump of clay and the wheel is spinning around. You're aware that you've got this lump, big lump spinning around. And you, you know, you see, you recognize that lump. You've got your hands on it and you're gradually molding that. Yeah, and you're aware of just the points where your thumbs or your fingers are touching the clay to create a particular groove in this vase. But you're also aware within that of the general feeling in your hands, the wetness of the clay, the speed of it, the amount of pressure you're putting onto that thing. So you're aware of the fine point where perhaps your finger or your thumb is creating a special impression in the, in the, in the, in the clay. And you're aware of the large point, which is the way your hands are holding the whole thing. So you don't, if you don't do this, then what could happen is you're really focused on the, the point of your finger, but then you squash it all because you put, you, you know, you lost awareness of the, how you're holding the, the clay. You put, so you put too much pressure on it because you're fat, you're really absorbed into the one little point. 
or if you're aware of the whole whole thing alone without the small point, then you don't get it. You don't get a clear straight line carved around the, the clay. So consider it like that. It's not really losing focus. It's not like, but actually recognizing the two particular focal focal lengths, and you can actually combine the two. You can see the small within the large without losing that. This means there is a total giving to that experience. The, the way that the mind then is really fully involved with the breath, fully with it. So this is where you start to get the experience of, of virya and the beginning, beginnings of rapture. Um, what can happen for many people is that first of all, this sense of, of energy or rapture or it arises in its first which it's it's not balanced, we get too excited. So it may spin off into thinking, oh this is really great, yeah, really good at this and thinking about giving a talk about it or writing a book about it or um, we can tell your uncle about it or so you get excited but it, it spins off into head energy. Mm-hmm. Or you get kind of um, for me, it's more head energy. I don't know how it's for other people. We start to work out plans and scenarios of what you can do in your life now to make sure you have enough time to do Anapanasati every day. Yeah. <laughs> so then you get the energy, but then it's, it spins off. And so that the sense of, first of all, you know, restraining that is that, well, you know, just get back to Rupa. What shape is this breath? And are you holding it right? You know, and this breath, don't. Think about how can you do this in daily life, or you know, will you be able to do this in the office or whatever? Just no, no. Wait a minute. You know, just this breath. So that, that first of all, the pity is something that is in balance. It 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 starts to kick the wheel around. So you don't, you know, you've got to actually keep your eyes on the on the topic, your attention on the topic, and then calming, steadying that through this sense of form, is this long, is this short, so we don't get into the either the, the, the brightness of the mind or the, even the particular, you may get particular phenomena arise, energy rushes, um, you know, tingling, vibrances, colours, lights, things like that, you just keep going back to the form of the breath and this breath form, um, body breath form is the condition or the the basic impression of that of of rupa at that particular time so this this impression is what conditions or give rise to the impression of of body at this particular time and it's it's connascent with breathing it's it's right there with it with the breath and then steadying that. So you may find that you that this experience begins to establish a particular mental impression. Like big, small, bright. You may feel space, you may feel a sense of brightness. Um, you may feel a sense of warmth. You may kind of in, sort of in your mind's eye see see something and breath it's got to reminds you of something. Mm. And then Focusing upon that 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 mental impression, 
or that perceive that awareness impression of the breath. Relaxing some of the, the, the agitation of Vitaka, which is like a hound, so it tends to kind of point and want to surge in, you just patting it on the head, saying good boy, you've done, you know, you can sit down now. Um, <laughs> so just kind of calming that and then see if we can rest upon one of this spot, this impression of the breath. And enjoying it. You know, relaxing into it. So this is the, if we learn this within breathing in, breathing out, then you have the, the basic, you've learned that all the strokes really that you need to learn for when you get out in the ocean. You know, so if you're now in the paddling pool and you've, but now you've learned the basic how to move your legs and arms, you've learned the strokes. So now, you know, if you get out in the ocean without knowing this lot, then, you, you know, it's not good news. Um, it's unlikely you would actually get out very far anyway. Without that. But what I'm saying is that uh, most of the, of the groundwork you know, why we spend a disproportionate, apparently time, apparently disproportionate time in the first tetralysis this is where you most reliably, you know, get your, get your exercise, get yourself fit, get the exercise going. Then the rest of it is more or less kind of what happens with a little bit of steering, a little bit of, you know, shifting, but it's quite, it's much subtler. So this, and then of course the element, the qualities of, of vipassana or looking on at it, enjoying, appreciating, reviewing that experience.